You're listening to The Outfield with Eddie Robinson on Sirius XM OutCue. This quarterback carousel, Brian, had been a thorn in everyone's side for this team from the very beginning. With Mallett gone from the team, you know, does this make a difference? The offense is already struggling to begin with to even score. And then to have Hoyer out there now, does this really solve anything by getting rid of Ryan? Well, Brian Hoyer's been the starter for the last couple games, and Brian Hoyer you know, won the job during training camp, and he was a week one starter. So it's not like they've changed quarterbacks with Ryan Mallett leaving. Uh, the, the bigger issue, actually, is that Arian Foster's out for the season, and he is their offense. They run everything through Arian Foster. He's out with an Achilles uh, uh, tendon tear. Uh, you know, they're just not a good team right now. And even if they beat Tennessee, who's 1-5, and five, they'll go into the bye week 3-5, uh, and five, because AFC South is so horrible, they still have a shot at the division. But at some point, the Indianapolis Colts are going to win a couple games. Uh, they've already beat the Texans in Houston. The Texans have never beat Indy, uh, never beat the Colts in Indy, and that's that's in late December. So you know, barring uh, one of the craziest midseason turnarounds we've ever heard of in the NFL, and honestly, it would be with Noarian Foster and Brian Hoyer as a quarterback and all the drama they've already had. Their season's effectively over. Uh, unless the Colts absolutely collapse, and that's hard to see. So uh, they're in a really, really tough spot right now. And, you know, it's hard to believe, but, you know, less than a year after Bill, and Brian, Bill O'Brien took this team to 9-7 and seven with four quarterbacks, uh, Bill O'Brien's starting to truly feel the heat, and uh, it's hard to think he would be fired after the season, but it, it could be a possibility if this spiral continues. You know, and I think it's safe to say that if the Texans lose this afternoon, heads will roll and someone will more than likely – get fired. I don't know. Let me, what do you think? I mean, if the Texans win, should anyone in the front office or in the coaching staff still be concerned about their job? Even after the team experienced the worst ever deficit in franchise history last weekend, you know, what does this team look like if they lose or if they win? Will their will jobs still be at stake for this team? Yeah, I, I don't think anyone in the NFL uh, lose, you know, keeps their job because you beat the Tennessee Titans. I, they're a one-in-five team, so nothing changes if they beat the Titans. Uh, the only thing that will change is if they lose. And it's hard to think that Bill O'Brien would get fired during the bye week after, you know, a year and a half mm-hmm. into uh, his new job. It's hard to think they're going to fire 10-year GM Rick Smith during a bye week before the season's over when Bob McNair, the owner, and Rick Smith still get along very well and there's a lot of mutual respect between the two. This is more about the end of the season. Uh, the, the Titans don't matter at all. Now, if they lose, I could easily see someone like, you know, a defensive coordinator, an offensive coordinator, some coaching changes midseason. Um, but, you know, they can't change quarterbacks. It's not an option anymore. You can't change running backs because Arian Foster's out. They're just not a good team. They don't have any depth. Uh, they lack talent uh, at, at key positions. Uh, Bill O'Brien hasn't lost the team, but they are not playing hard from him at all, as you saw last week, down 41-0, and as you said correctly, the largest uh, halftime deficit in franchise history. So it's all about how does this season play out, and Bob McNair is going to continue to evaluate. But you know what? If they get blown out by Tennessee and it's another no-show, I mean, you know, Bob McNair could wake up Monday and say, I've had it, and just clean house, but – He's, he's always been a very conservative, uh, politically and personally, type of guy. He doesn't overreact. He's very frustrated, though. So uh, the Titans game is not going to change anything unless they lose. Are you surprised by this relationship of Rick Smith and Bill O'Brien? I mean, it sounds as if Bill is making it very, very known that he reports to the owner. And they just have a part, Rick and him, they have a partnership. Are you kind of surprised at that kind of power structure? 
Yeah, it's a good question. And, and, and you know, on one hand, I am surprised because Bill O'Brien's a very, you know, intelligent, mature, capable man. Uh, on the other hand, I'm not surprised because this was an issue. This was an issue last year, and it was it was underneath the radar um, because they were winning, and they, they went from two and fourteen to nine and seven. And you know, the players bought into Bill O'Brien, but this has been a growing issue. It hasn't gone away. Now, I've said this many times, and I'm not trying to overstate it. They're not the Washington Redskins. They're not, uh, you know, the bad Cleveland Browns or the Oakland Raiders. It's not like they're at total war, but it's not good. And it's and even this week, I can tell you for a fact. Uh, after the news came out of the you know disagreement about the cut Ryan Mallet between Bill O'Brien and Rick Smith, uh, it's not like they made up and everything's cool. I mean, there's still a divide, and losing only uh, has ripped them apart. So we're gonna have to just watch this season play out. But they're they're in a bad spot right now. The organization is, uh, the front office is, the head coaches with the front office, Bob McNair to all the fans uh, who are already frustrated. They believe he's totally just, you know, lost the pulse of this organization and is content with losing and, and annual mediocrity. So something should happen and something has to happen. It's just a question of what's Bob going to do. And obviously uh, he's going to, you know, as of right now, watch this thing play out a little longer. Sports columnist for the Houston Chronicle, Brian Smith, on the line with us. The team just signed free agent quarterback T.J. Yates on Wednesday to take Mallet's roster spot in the backup Brian Hoyer. Short term, I don't think the Texans had any other choice. But long term, this team still seems to lack a futuristic leader in the quarterback position. Your thoughts on Yates, Brian? Yeah, no, that's a great point. And, you know, T.J. Yates is very symbolic uh, of what's going, going on and what has gone on. Two years ago, two seasons ago, the last training camp, T.J. Yates wasn't good enough for Bill O'Brien and the Texans. They cut him, even though he had actually won the team's first playoff game. Uh, you know, they changed systems, but T.J. Yates was a capable backup. He backed up Matt Ryan last year in Miami, uh, made that team. So point being, the Texans and Bill O'Brien specifically said, you know what, T.J. Yates isn't good enough for us last year. After everything they went through, the decision to cut Ryan, to trade Ryan Fitzpatrick and effectively move on from him, even though he was still under contract. Uh, Bill O'Brien's personal decision to have a, a, a two-quarterback training camp battle between Ryan Mallett and Brian Hoyer, neither of whom would have started for 31 other teams in the NFL, to drag that out and then to just make it through three quarters uh, in the first game of the season and pull his, his starter, Brian Hoyer, replace him with Ryan Mallett, who is already having character and off-the-field issues. All of those things contributed to this current situation, and, and the, the big thing is they haven't drafted anybody. You know, they've had two drafts now to find that potential uh, next-generation quarterback. The only guy that they drafted was fourth-rounder Tom Savage, who was a project who they intentionally put on season-ending IR this year, even though they didn't have to. He could have been ready, let's say, by week seven or the bye week. Uh, they decided, you know what, we want that 53rd spot. We're going to put him on IR. You don't do that uh, if you're thinking long-term. So it, it's, it, it goes every way in this organization, from the owner on down, but specifically, it's been Rick Smith's uh, continued failures uh, in the you know the middle rounds of the draft to provide depth for this team. He's hit on the first round picks, J.J. Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, etc. Uh, but they have no depth right now. And then Bill O'Brien has gradually started. He hasn't lost them, but started to lose this team uh, because of all the the really really college like coaching decisions he's made in just his second year with the Texans. And last question, and you make an excellent point that he could possibly lose some of the players, one in particular, and I think you know who I'm talking about. So I'm looking at the web yesterday, and I have no idea why I clicked on this article, but it was an ESPN post 
of trades we'd like to see. And it said J.J. <laughs> Watt to the Packers for three first-round picks. Everywhere I go in the city, Brian, Watt jerseys galore. Houston would never trade Watt. Well, I mean, was this ESPN writer smoking something really weird for him to have the audacity to suggest the Texans trade J.J. Watt? Would they seriously let him go for the right scenario? Or does J.J. Watt probably even – does he want to go? Well, uh, two things. You know, number one, that's that's just the internet. I mean, that's that's not a writer saying that a trade has been rumored or is going to happen. That that's you know uh, a national website going for web hits and just throwing stuff against a wall, not even yeah. to see if it sticks, just to throw stuff against <laughs> just the to throw wall because that's what you do on the internet. Uh, number two, JJ Watt signed a huge hundred million dollar extension just last year with the Texans. So JJ Watt has no say in the matter whatsoever. He decided to re-sign with the Texans. Uh, you know, earlier than he technically had to, uh, to go ahead and get the, get as much money up front as he could. And at the time, it was a smart decision. But, you know, your, your, the underlying point that you're making is, is, a, is an interesting one. Uh, they have no quarterback to build around. They have no idea who their quarterback will be next year, let alone in two or three years. It's a quarterback-driven league. Uh, they lack depth on and on and on. So when you have someone like J.J. Watt who can't win games by himself as good as he was last year, he's actually been a little right. off this year, they're, you know, everything should be on the table for this organization, and it would break Houston's hearts to even consider it, and I'm not at all saying it's being considered. But entering the draft and the offseason, you're going to have to consider everything because that's the, that's the situation this organization and Bill O'Brien and General Manager Rick Smith and owner Bob McNair have now put themselves in. Don't, don't miss the outfield. Sundays, 11 a.m. East, 8 West on Sirius XM LQ.